4: Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, Or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about LecVio. That's L-E-Q-B-I-O. Lower, Longer LecVio. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Travante Rhodes. I'm, I am Mike. And Harvey Kaitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike. Series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. <gasps>
0: Welcome then to another edition of the Millwall Debate Show. Uh, it's a live interactive chat on Twitter space where basically the topics are controlled by yourself. So I'm joined on the space with a co-host, which is Joe. Hello, Joe. Hi,
5: mate, Hey, How are you doing, mate?
0: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, we've got a couple of listeners already in there. So, yeah, I mean, if you do want to get involved, then please just... Um, Request that you want to speak and um, go from there. So, I think the way it works is and invite people to speak like so, and you can, Joe, and then we go from there. I suppose, really, we'll start off, Joe, with the easiest option of saying um, it's looking very likely that potentially we're going to sign Keith, or as I call him, Keith. The, uh, the signing we got from Birmingham. Uh, potentially for another season. What's your views on that, fella?
5: Um, As much as I like, Keith, I think he did an all right job for us when we signed him. I can't quite get my head around the fact that he's, what, 31, he's going to be 32 in July. Um, Is he going to give us that player that we need to take us to the next level next season? You know, I mean, I know he's had a couple of injuries this, this year, but even when he's been fit, he hasn't really been that effective. He hasn't kind of, you know, Challenge Savell Mitchell. Let's say in, in in the latter part of the season for their places. I mean, could they maybe struck a deal with him? Maybe maybe they got him on a, on a on a sort of cheaper contract uh, for another season. He's probably up for that. He's happy to save for it for a season uh, and, and play more of a kind of backup role. Who knows what what's going on behind the scenes? But he's certainly not. It's not a sign that I'm going to be sat here thinking, "Wow, what a signing? You know, another another year's contract for Keith." You know, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm neither sort of disappointed or, or happy with that one to be honest with you. What's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, no, I'm the same as you to agree To an degree, I mean, he's not a bad player. He's a he's a you know an old professional pro, but I don't know really if he's going to be worth the money. Unless what I've seen online where people have said potentially it's good to have a seasoned pro um, to go mm. from there. So yeah, Ollie, go on him.
6: What you want to speak? Go on, fellow. What's your point? Um, I'm the, I'm the same as you. Um, I just think it's a good backup um, to have, especially with the squad depth that we definitely have. Um, we definitely need the players. If it's a cheaper contract, that's brilliant. But, um, yeah, that's my kind of thoughts on it. Good backup.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, yeah, it, it probably fits into Rourke, the Route style of play. You know, if he's looking to play two defensive holding midfielders, um, he's a Rowett player, but then obviously we'll, we'll probably talk about this in a minute or, or two. But if Rowett goes and someone comes in and inherits him, you know, is it going to be a, a waste of, 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 a, of, a, of another payroll, you know, another player in there that may not quite fit into someone else's style of football next season? Uh, it's a real tricky one, there, isn't
0: it? Yeah, no, definitely. Welcome to the
7: chat, then, Kai. Off you go, fella. Hello, mate. Hello, boys. How is How is everyone doing tonight?
0: How Kai? Are you right? Yeah, I'm just back. In. All good, Kai. All good. I'm good. I'm good. The, the, just before you start, Kai. Right, the, re, the, the way this works is basically, um, if you join, I will send a, re, a request you to speak if you want to speak. If you don't... <coughs> Sorry about that. If you don't want to speak, that's fine. You don't have to accept or put yourself onto that. But if you do want to speak, then please do so. And uh, obviously, we don't need to talk over people. Let people have their point. Try not to be um rude anything libelous this is being recorded and it will go out as a podcast on our platform towards the weekend because it takes a couple of days to get the data from twitter so again please beware if you don't want to be on um because it is being recorded and will be published later in the week and also obviously you are being broadcast live across twitter now so uh if you want to get involved i'll send a request and you can just say yes and you go from there so yeah no worries. All just right, one more thing
5: go. to um, just one more thing to add to that as well, Mickey. Is uh, if you're listening to this on a laptop or a PC, you're not going to have the function to talk. So you have to be on your mobile device um, to log in to then uh, speak if you want to speak, of course.
0: Ideally, we don't want to have silences as well. So yeah, Ollie, what you got to say, fella? Do you want to change the topic? Or you want to move on to something else or you want to say something else? Let's, let's
6: go um, with that. Uh, let's go. Rowett. Rowett going to leave or is he going to stay? I think. I mean, that's, that's, yeah,
5: that's what the subject is. Everyone's, uh, everyone's sort of thinking and talking about at the moment. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on that one, Ollie?
6: Um, I can't see him going. Especially if Keith and Benz, I don't think he will be leaving uh, at least for another season. Um, Just because I doubt... I think Bereson would have had a conversation with him saying, are you going or are you staying? And then if, if he is going, I'd allow Keith and Bell to be signed. Just for very, the reason, very right? good.
5: Yeah. That's a very, very good point, actually. You're right, because obviously if they're going to tie his contract in, there's no yeah. way they're going to invest in Rowling and get a route player in if he's yeah, got no yeah. intention of being an next season. It's a very good point. I mean, if you listen to um, news at then and the and, and reports of uh, interviewing Rallet on this subject, uh, he, he's very, very good at playing it down, isn't he? he sort of talking yeah. very much about how, you know, he doesn't know where this interest is, and, and has come from and, and, and it's all gossip at the moment and blah, blah, blah. So whether he's just, you know, very good at, you know, playing the media um, or yeah. he's just, just telling the truth. Maybe he's got no aspirations of leaving at all. Who knows?
0: Um, I don't think he's going. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's had three-year build here. All of a sudden, he's on the verge of potentially doing something bigger next season, maybe. He's got some good players to negotiate, um, maybe with a bit of investment. That's probably the sticking point. But would he want to go to another club and start all that again? Um, he's obviously not got the Watford option yeah. Is the Blackburn option on the table? Don't know. I can't see Birmingham fans having him back there. Um, you know, QPR, there seems to be an agenda at QPR where some other other managers potentially uh, are looking to go in there. I mean, I've heard a couple of rumours there with um, some other managers what are being geared up for there. I, I don't know. Um It'll be interesting to see, and hopefully, maybe there'll be an announcement this week. But the fact that he's he's picked pre-season of going to Ireland already, yeah. and that's, been, that's come out, um, I think potentially he's going to stay. But he has a rolling contract, so we're waiting to see uh, how that goes going forward, I suppose. So, yeah. Kai, anything you know about this? Uh, nothing really, but, I mean, in reality, you you hope that it would already be sorted it's a massive summer
7: ahead and we can't really afford our manager to be leaving and if he is going to leave you know realistically he needs to leave now and give you know the the, the new manager wants to come in um plenty of time to to have you know have put his mark on the team um i, I hope राउत stays i i think राउत probably will stay in um and i hope he's already sorted out and yeah fingers crossed he can start building for next season because it's going to be a really crucial transfer uh, window ahead
5: other news, obviously, it's been around for a little while now. Is the uh, the release of uh, Mahoney? Um, there's no um, talk or, of what club he's, he's going to join. Obviously, he's he's a free agent now. He can you know go wherever he wants to go. But the thought of it, we spent a million pounds on this player. He's been thus, thus what three seasons. Hasn't refeatured really a lot. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm a little bit disappointed. He never really got a fair sort of crack of the whip. Um, I mean, we, we kind of know Rauet's reasons as to why. He did let him go uh, apparently he, he didn't fit into his style of play and how he wants to play you know in, in, in the side um, but surely a player on his quality you would find a position for him wouldn't you you would find a way of trying to sort of you know fit him into the, into, into the sides um, to be more
0: more of a big part of our of our season. Maybe. Just hold on one sec, Ollie, before you come in. Um, Those of you listening, if you're listening on a laptop, unfortunately, due to the way Twitter space works, you won't be able to join in and have a conversation. Um, You need to be listening to this on, own. ideally, I think, Apple is systemed for it, or or Android will work. Um, When you join, we will send you a speak invite, and then, obviously, if you want to come in, you can. Um, Obviously, no libelous... um, Nothing, obviously, um, offending. Uh, you can use whatever language you want. You can call people a cunt and fuck and everything else. That's perfectly okay. And also be aware that this is being recorded um, and will be going out as a podcast later in the week. And also, this is being broadcast live um, through Twitter as well. So, yeah. Go on, Ollie. Um, so, Mahoney.
6: Um, he's a free agent and he was a Harris signing, so... I can kind of probably see him, maybe, maybe, don't, don't, you know, uh, not, not going to confirm anything or deny anything, but he could join Gillingham. You know, it's local to him, you know, being, being South, South East, they're in League two and they've released a lot of players. As far as I'm... I
5: don't, Do you um, think really... I mean, It sounds like they, they let Ben Thompson leave yeah, purely ben for go as well.
0: financial reasons, didn't they? So are they going yeah. to
5: afford Mahoney's wages if they, if they can't even afford Ben
0: Thompson's? I don't know. Uh, if you looked at Harrison's press conference the other day, the way you spoke there, there's going to be a lot of people on half-decent money. They seem, going. He seems yeah. to have had the ben right time. one of them? Well, you, I mean, I don't know. Within the setup, I mean... Harris said, you know, these players don't deserve to be here. They're, you know, they're not playing for the team. They don't deserve to be here. And rest assured, come next season, they won't be here. So, yeah. if he's got a rebuild exercise on, realistically, the way Harris sees, he's going to want players wrapped right around him that he knows will be able to do a job.
6: Yeah, I think he's only kept on four players at Gillingham. Um, uh, he kind of, like, trusts and stuff. Um, mm. I could also see Mahoney maybe going to Pompey. You know, he, he'd he be probably a good acquisition for a League One club, you know, probably that size, yeah. similar to Mill. So maybe not get the position he wants. Yeah.
5: And so... he's still relatively young, isn't he? I don't know. I, I, yeah. Is he 25? Yeah. Is he 25, 26, maybe? Uh, let me find So he's, he's certainly got his best years um, ahead of him still. You, you hate from mm. sort of drop down too, though, wouldn't you? But. You know, yeah, I seem like, like he or you know a, a sort of league one side um, would be great for him to kind of start rebuilding his confidence again, start playing regular football, and who
6: knows, yeah,
5: you might see him back in the championship again. But um, I think
6: most of the reason he hasn't played for us is either he didn't fit into the system or he was injury. And I also know his missus um, also had a baby in that time. He was kind of injury-riddled. Lack, well. lack of
5: sleep
0: sounds like to me. I yeah. thought you were going to say his missus don't like Millwall anyway. So, so yeah, going <laughs> and all that. But, yeah. I mean, listen, if you guys want to get in and speak, uh, you've all been sent invites. Paul, David, Trevor. Um, all I can see is L.E.W. Is that? Oh, Lewis, MFC. And Brad, if you want to come involved, just um, just press the talk unless you're listening on a the laptop. Then, uh, no, you won't be able to come in anyway. So, uh, so yeah. But, um. Another topic I suppose is 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 uh, worthwhile of putting out in the space at the moment is um what players do we need and how many in the current squad would you try to keep old? Um,
5: um is, you go you go ahead, Ollie, go on.
6: Um, I kind of had like a little thing. Hold on, let me find it real quickly. But basically, I'd probably keep most of the first eleven here if possible. Um. But I've always had a look around um other leagues in, in foreign countries where we probably should look at. Um, like Xeon Fleming, who we are definitely linked with, um, you know, who mm-hmm. scored I think fifteen goal contributions he's got in, in the Eredivisie for, for junior Sittard. And there's um, you know, other players in the Eredivisie. John Swift, I kind of like the look of he's a free agent. Um, Isn't he? yeah okay. he's a
0: free, is agent. He a free
6: agent is he wow yeah yeah um um there's a guy called uh lewis ferguson who plays for aberdeen he's quite good he's got um 11 goals and an assist in uh, the scottish premiership for um aberdeen and he's a centre mid so
0: oh, i think we just need to say welcome to the uh scouting hour with uh with Ollie. <laughs> yeah um
3: yeah.
6: There's kind of a good couple of centre backs in the Eredivisie as well, and um, mm-hmm. in in the Bundesliga second tier. Yeah, we, I'm we sure
5: Old elder doing very hard things um, with Steve Cavanagh. I've been told, and they're looking at players. They're talking to lots of agents at the moment to try and sort of strike up some deals, and you know, a lot yeah. of hard work's going on behind the scenes. And um, yeah, you know, what what we don't see or hear of at the moment, yeah, you know, I'm pretty confident there is lots of going on behind the scenes. I just hope we get the right kind of players in, um, yeah. that can sort of take us to that next level because, you know, I don't think we're, we're too far away from really challenging that, that those top six places at the moment. I mean, I know it's going to yeah. be a tough one next season without Bennett Kifobi, without Jed Wallace. Um, but if we can bring in sort of three or four decent players, that can make a difference. I'm not just talking a, a backup player or squad player. I'm talking, you know, somebody who's going to, making a difference to the side, um, I think we can do another another Luton, like what Luton done this season. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they recruited fantastically well. Well, you mean lose um, to Huddersfield? <laughs> but, but they've got no, playoffs. I'm, I'm just saying, the fact they've got into the playoffs and did so well, uh, a lot of that is down to their oh. recruitment. They're very, very shrewd yeah. in their signings and, and the players are brought in. they brought players in that they needed in certain positions that have been, that have been strengthened their, 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 not just their squad, but actually their, their first team. Um, and that's the thing with us. I think if we bring players in, we have really got to look at the areas where, you know, where, where we need, we need strengthening and improving, not necessarily just bolstering the, the squad with, with, uh, Average players, you know? So where would um, you
0: where would you bring in? What what do you think? Obviously, if Jed well, goes, we're going to need midfield, an attacking midfielder, which we've always wanted uh, an attacking uh, midfielder.
6: I, I would say Saville's in that role already kind of situation. So I'd probably bring in another holding midfield that could partner with Billy Mitchell. I would mm. also bring in probably a better striker. Um, there's a guy who plays with Zurich in the um, Swiss League who's got, um, where is it? He's got 20, 29 games, 18 goals and seven assists in the uh, Swiss League. Well, which is, that's good. Yeah. So. Very,
5: very good, yeah. I think we definitely look at attacking players. I mean, Jed Wallace, uh, as you rightly say, Mickey, I mean, he's number one. We've got to find, it, it, if that's if Wright wants to keep that system, um, you've got to find that player that's going to link the midfield uh, with the attack. Um, as Ollie said, you know, perhaps Saville can do, do a job there. Interesting. I was... Um, we, we did a player sponsor uh, with uh, George Saville this season. And as part of the sponsorship, you get to kind of sit down at the table with him. I had Luke Freeman on our table as well. George Saville was a lovely guy. You know, I've talked to him for for ages. Um, and we kind of spoke briefly about when he first joined Millwall, playing that four four two system where he had the licence to kind of bomb forward. I think he had Sean Williams yeah. part of him at the time. And he kind of sure gave him the opportunity to get forward and score goals. He, he said he quite enjoyed that time because he was very... Influential. He was he was is was, was taking a lot of free kicks, um, you know, scoring goals. Didn't he Whereas... get two
6: first like back to back first minute goals as well away from home? One yeah, yeah,
5: battle. yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So so he he for one, I know he's quite keen to play that attacking role, but he he said, Look, you know, it's route system. He wants to play two holding <laughs> midfielders. Um he said, oh, I've got to do a job there. Yeah, me me and Mitchell at the moment having to do this job and he said um it's it's what it is. You've got to do what, you, what you've what you got to do for the team. He said, But I do love getting forward, you say. I do love getting in the box. I do like getting getting your goal here and there. So who knows next season whether or not um, there's thinking there to kind of play Savile maybe more of a sort of tacky midfield sort of role, uh, behind the front too. Who knows? Um, I'm i if he could yeah. do a job there. Um, but it'd be interesting to who, see who he uh, brings in. Is there anyone else there, guys, that want to come in and add to this, uh, this chat? I know there's a few that I can see there. It's in... Uh, uh, in 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 the, uh, the green we've got Paul, we've got Frankie, David, Trevor, Brad. It'll,
0: it'll be good if uh, if Paul could come in because Paul's pretty much been to every game this season. Good to get his views on on areas what are needed. But I understand some people prefer to listen rather than get involved. It's all a bit daunting and everything else. That's perfectly okay. Um, but again, if you do want to get involved, you need to be on a mobile phone. Um, I don 't know if tablets work, but definitely doesn't work on a laptop or a computer at the moment so uh, so yeah, I'll leave it to you three boys to carry on then um, I'm out walking the dog at the moment, and uh, yeah it's a good listen, so yeah, I mean, you've obviously gone mid I mean you said Ollie, that you wanted possibly a striker as well yeah um is that because our strikers just aren't good enough, or you think we just need a different a different setup there I think
6: well i don't I can't see bowing back to us on a loan um. Or even permanently. Again, um, I think Stoke will just keep hold of him now. Um, that's kind of like a ransom sort of thing. Let's try and see if they can get money from from I don't know, maybe tatter or for for him. Um, so I, I I would look to abroad as well because like abroad has been very good for like teams like Lewin. They got a player for centre mid who was Alan Campbell, who we were linked to um, in the last summer window. There was another centre um who now plays for Swansea. He was at ticket and we were looking at him. So I brought, I and mean, he's done pretty well. For them, I'm, I'm sure. Why,
5: why? Why do you think that is, Ollie? That we that I mean, it's, it's not just a recent thing. I think it's happened for as long as yeah. I can remember being a Mill fan. Why do you feel we seem to always miss out or lose out on these these signings? You know, we're always. In the mix of some of these players, and as soon as there's another club or two involved, yeah, doesn't yeah. matter whether whether they're doing better than us or or, or below us in the table, they seem to kind of get the preference. What's your what's your
6: thoughts on that? I don't know.
3: Um, I think people do
6: kind of look at the fan base and see what they kind of um, prefer. Some maybe go for money. Um, um, Trying to think of some other examples. I uh, have had um, you know, George Savile, we think he's got a good pay date from going to Middlesbrough. Um when he had in. He got 7.5 million for him, which I was happy about. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, at least, yeah. Allegedly. Um, I mean, I
0: don't think we got all that payment. I think that was part of parcel of him coming back, was to to get that lump of money off their off their system as well. So um yeah. yeah. It was done... I think the better now that we're starting to recruit overseas because yeah. for years until recently we weren't recruited overseas. So we yeah. were only looking at leagues in this country, hence, you know, the lower leagues and stuff like that. And when we're not making bundles of money in transfer fees as such, when we're not getting rid of players <laughs> for millions and millions of pounds and everything else, um, you just have to... You have to obviously do your business carefully. But if you can pick up an half-decent player from, you know, a foreign league... Um, who's doing the business relatively cheap, you know, a million, maybe two, then um, it makes a good bit of business. Bring them into the team for a couple of years. Hopefully they uh, get better and then you can uh, sell them on to a Prem team at a later date and make a couple of million out of it. Yeah. Also, I think you look um, at what,
5: um, what Norwich done as well, um, a few yeah. seasons back, I mean, they, they did exactly that, Mickey. They went overseas. They, they really... Managed to kind of find some, some good signings there. Like looking at Pookie, for example, I mean, he, they didn't pay much for him at all. Um, and he's been prolific for them in, in the Championship. I mean, he even scores goals in the Premiership. Um, and they've got several other players that they've they bought overseas um, that have all sort of done really well and helped them in their um, promotion campaigns over the last sort of few years. No, um, that's
0: it. We've got Toby waiting to come in, but I think he's a Brighton and Hove Albion fan. But still, we're, we're taking him if he wants to come in and he's got a point of view on players. <laughs> Go on, Toby. We all work Palace, don't we?
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got fight in
5: common
0: up Brighton,
6: haven't we? Yeah. That's all I've got to say. Cheers, lads.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no worries, no worries yeah. at all, fella.
0: <laughs>
5: Brilliant. Um Kai, um just just um to get your thoughts on it, sorry. I mean, we haven't asked you in regards to the players you, you feel. I mean, I know Ollie's listed off several players there. Um, you're obviously known on the Mill Podcast as being a bit of a stato. You, you know your stuff. Is there any sort of players that you feel the clubs, the Mill Club, are sort of sniffing around that looking for at the moment? That feel you feel that could be a good a good fit for us?
7: Well, in January, I mean, mentioned, mentioned uh, Fleming there, but also but looked to uh, Ramsela, uh, another really good player. Um, obviously, there's some players that have gone down. Obviously, uh, small sticks did. Really well in League One. Never really got a chance to show that at Peterborough. He was probably the the bright spark for them last season. Um, and then if you look in League One again, you you got players like Brannigan who've been linked with uh, any of them sort of players. I think might come, could come in potentially do a do a good job. Um, but with with the Alan Campbell stuff you mentioned before, there wasn't any. Um, we didn't uh, miss miss out on him as such. We I think the Kifton Bell signing sort of pushed that one away almost. I think they sort of preferred to go with Kifton Bell, which I think looking back on it could have been a mistake. Um, obviously, Alan Campbell qualities losing has been there for all to see this season. I mean, Kifton Bell has done well in, in parts this season, but with the age and, you know, a player like Alan Campbell's got real age on his side, being only, you know, very, quite young. Um, and I think maybe he would have been a better signing, but I know for sure we didn't miss out on him. We sort of pulled out of the race for that one. Um, but I think the attacking department is the ones we need to go with, and I agree with Ollie. I think the foreign, the foreign leagues are always the way you can get your best
0: value for money it's getting quite interesting before we, anyone else comes in it's getting quite interesting we've got a few people from other fan bases um, listening in and again I've sent them you know, uh, speak requests if you do want to come on just press that button mate you're on and here but obviously um, we don't mind a bit of banter and all that but nothing too offensive and nothing libelous other than that you're allowed to come on mate it, we're Quite similar to that. Uh, We can chat about Championship, League One, League Two, whichever you want. There's some football knowledge on here, so um, I think we'll be able to keep the conversations going if you boys want to come in. That's um, Alex and Sam, Um, I think your other teams, but yeah, more than welcome to come in. And Michael's just joined um and again you know all you need to do is press the button mate and one of the co-hosts will get you on board or uh, invite you in don't come in until you're invited in remember this is being broadcast live and also remember that this is being recorded and will be played out later on in a week as a podcast on our channel that middle podcast so if you don't want everybody in the world to hear you or stay in the public realm forever and a day come in just listen
5: uh, Mickey, whilst we're uh, waiting now, I've got a, a good friend of mine who's um, a, a massive, massive Norwich City fan. Um, and while there's no real affiliation with Millwall, the fact we're talking about recruitment, how important recruitment is in order for your team to go up, um, I think he might be good to have on the show if I can get a hold of him. Um, just sort of spend sort of you know a few minutes, just sort of talk about um, Norwich's sort of transfer sort of policies and how how they sort of do it and their methods and and so forth. He'd be very, very good at that. I think it'd be quite interesting for us, all fans, to kind of get get an understanding of how Norwich kind of operate at a very very kind of shoestring budget and how they've obviously had a a massive return on their investment because you think about how little they spent on players. And then suddenly last season when they got promoted to the Premier League, I think they spent like 60 or 70 million pounds on on players. A lot of those were, were kind of parachute payments the last sort of two seasons. But what it does, it does strengthen the, the, the squad, the club, makes you very sustainable. And yes, they've gone down this season, but you, you expect them to sort of challenge again next season and go back up? Again. Uh,
0: no, listen, on, on that subject, we've looked, Norwich, maybe they do a good recruit, but the problem is is that when teams are bouncing back and forth, back and forth, the problem is they get, you know, the teams will come down normally end up pretty much looking as if they're going to go back up. they got Hundreds of millions of pounds in the bank as such. They basically can pretty much do what they want. They've got the parachute payments as well. To everyone else in the league, they're pretty much head and shoulders above. Realistically, if they don't bounce back up with with the income gamble, especially the first year, then it's a surprise if they don't go up, really. But, um, you know, was anyone really surprised that Bournemouth and Fulham went straight back up? No, not really. They got the money. I mean, I mean, looking at Bournemouth's squad compared to our squad, I mean, they had players sitting on the bench worth probably more than our whole team.
6: Yeah, I do agree. Um, Bournemouth, I don't, I don't think Bournemouth did it uh, the first time they came back down. Is They've had to kind of rely on this season. Listen, listen, listen,
0: listen. One, one of the guys who I've known for years, back when I started the regen battle, this lad was, um, was starting out in his football journal world. (laughs) and he used to come to me and write Millwall stuff and other bits and pieces where I used to put him on the uh, AMS website many, many years ago <laughs> and then I went back to him one day and asked him to get involved again and he went, "No, nah, I'm too busy. So, helped him get to his <laughs> fame and then he left me alone. So, Ga- Gabriel, how you doing, mate? You run your own channel. You're more than welcome to plug your own channel, fella. Uh, um, but what's your views on what we're discussing?
8: Uh, hi, pal. Yeah, it's great to see you. Um, listen, I remember actually um, I went to watch Millwall Scunthorpe in 2016 and uh, unfortunately less said about about that game, the better you lost 2 0, I think. Um, but I, you know, I really appreciated your help. I lot, I lot yeah, you're the... starting well, mate. Yeah, I lost <laughs> not, not the
6: right game in 2016, unfortunately. Yeah,
8: I remember losing my bag that night, and Mikey, yeah, helped me a lot, sort of in terms of asking people around and trying to find it. So I've already always uh appreciated that, and yeah, top man. Um, yeah, I mean, I think really for Millwall, um, it's obviously going to be tough for anyone outside the main pack to try and challenge for automatic promotion, but. Um, I think that in terms of the playoff scramble, it's going to be quite open. Uh, we've seen Luton do it, make the grade last season on a really low budget, Barnsley the year before. So uh, I don't see any reason why with recruitment, Millwall can't uh, kick on after a few solid seasons under Gary Rowan.
0: Okay, but on a, on a neutral, which you are, and you are a neutral, I mean, I don't know if there's one team you particularly follow over most, but you are a neutral in what you obviously write and stuff for betting companies, etc. Um, What's your view on the style of football rowett has been playing this season?
8: Um, Well, I think he's always uh, built teams based on solidity. Uh, I'm a Birmingham fan, and that was one of the key things he did for us. He kind of got us back to basics, and uh, there was always that sort of uh, solidity element, and I think that's kind of been the basis of this Millwall side over the last three years, there's always been that element of reliability um, defensively, and then it's always, I think, a case of can you find um, those little bits and pieces of quality going forward? And I suppose that's going to be the challenge next season. If Jed Wallace goes, can somebody else step up? Early Bury, can you get the right signing in to complement uh, Tom Bradshaw? Probably a couple of forwards will be needed to to brought in, especially if Benik Afobe goes out. I thought.
0: I mean, I'm curious no, you say that
5: um, Gabriel. So, just just so I know, while whilst he was coaching um, Birmingham, was his style very similar to what he he does at Millwall? Was he very kind of defensive? Was it kind of like defence, you know, first and then, like you say, probably nick a goal counter attack? Uh, and also, of curiosity, did he play a back four or was he very much into a back file? I can't remember too much. Yes, yeah, so, at Birmingham.
8: So at Birmingham, he was very much a 4-2-3-1 disciple. Um, I don't know if I'd call him a defensive manager, but certainly he wasn't keen on having lots of... And that was never really what he was overly fussed about. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he was very much a stout 4 one man. I'm not sure he, or he very rarely changed formation. Uh, but with your lot, I think he seems to have preferred the back three, which um, I'm a little bit surprised about, to be honest. I thought he'd go with a 4 2 one for your lot. Um, I suppose... Yeah. <laughs> Because he's that sort of that element of solidity, he's tended to kind of um, go for first. And I just wonder. I look at the Millwall sides that nearly made the playoffs under Neil Harris, for example, and it was very much a four-four-two, compact, high block, aggressive, constant balls into Steve mm-hmm. Morrison, and kind very of keeping that, yeah. yeah, keeping that pressure up. I suppose I'm curious today from.
4: Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator.
2: Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. (laughs) Those are his words.
3: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See
2: mcdonalds.com. He said roughly, like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny.
4: (laughs) Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. On August 25th... I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson.
9: You're the heavyweight champion
4: of the world. Young, rich and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Travante Rhodes. I'm, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike. Series premiere August 25th. Only on Hulu. From
8: point of view of Millwall fans, like, do you almost miss that sort of style? Or are you happy with, with what you've seen under our? Oh yeah, we, I, I we, would, I would we used probably, to love logball. I think I think two
5: I think two I, I was go as far as maybe saying two two thirds of our sort of supporters love that attacking, you know, in your face, aggressive yeah. attacking football, going direct and, and getting getting amongst it. Um and then you of fans who probably appreciate what Rowick's trying to do mm. and, and um see the benefits of playing this kind of, you know, defence style of football, okay. being hard to, to beat. Uh, and, and
0: nicking nicking points so i think i think what what millwall fans enjoy is they, they enjoy the 4 4 2 attacking style what we don't enjoy is the is the is the huff you know is the, the you know launch the ball up for the you know for the up strikers out on his own and, and hope for the best if we could have a, a if we could have a good mixture between a neil harris style of play with a with a plan b and a gary Rowley style of attacking football and had a mix together, I think that's probably where we need to be. Because when Gary has played 4-4-2 or attacking style of football this season, we've seemed to perform really well. And the players seem to enjoy it. They seem to fall into their stride. They seem to be relaxed. And it, and, and the crowd is on side from the first moment they see that happen. But through this season, and, and you know, it's a shame that Paul can't come on because Paul, Paul will have a point on this, is that... Um, You will see that we don't necessarily get it. It's as if Gary sits there and says, Yeah, okay, boys, you played attacking now. uh, I don't really like the look of it. I'm a bit worried. Come back, you know. But if we had a Neil Harris style with a plan B or even a plan C coming from Neil with a little bit of Gary's tactical or technique combined, Mm. I think that would be a perfect mix.
8: Yeah, that, that certainly makes sense. Uh, I, I One thing I think is, uh, especially at, at Millwall, the impression I've always got from afar, you love players that have come through the academy and just have that little bit of bite and aggression and have kind of been moulded in the Millwall way. And I'm, that's why mm. I'm really excited to see what how Billy Gilmore kicks on. Um, not Billy Gilmore, what am I about? Billy Mitchell. Sorry. Billy
5: Mitchell. Yeah, yeah.
8: <laughs> sorry,
3: yeah. Yeah, um, man,
5: you're right. And, and, and I don't know if you see much of um, Danny McNamara Danny Mac- as well, who's of a very sort of sort of cut from a very sort of simmer cloth really. So again, mm. he's come through the uh the mill youth system, again, very sort of tenacious, um, plays with um, you know, the, the kind of mill badge, you know, on, on his chest. You can see it quite clearly. Um and I think those those sort of players have made a difference um in our side. I think if you just rely on players externally from 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 outside Millwall who don't quite understand the ethos of the club, mm. um it's very, very hard to kind of give give to the the fans that, that kind of football and that passion they want to see from the players. But I think when you see Matt DeMaro sort of you know flying in tackles and, and Mitchell you know being being you know so bossy midfield sometimes I think it, it kind of rubs off from the rest of the players and a lot of them see what it means um to the fans to kind of play in that kind of uh, that kind of way. And I, I think yourself being being a Birmingham fan, I'm sure you've seen you know Mill play against you many times over the years and hmm. you know there's always been certain Cripp, crop of players that come from that kind of ilk, don't they? That kind of background, and they can someone, someone make it, make a big difference, can't they?
8: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, up to nil quite recently, I'd quite enjoyed going to the den, but uh, I think more recently it's kind of swung uh, swung more your way in terms of the games between us.
0: Yeah, no,
5: it's no, certainly it's... the last year or two, I think has, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
8: Alan, Alan's on.
0: Alan is another journalist, I think, like you, Gabe and. And you, Kai, and uh, and Ollie. So, yeah, Alan, welcome. Anything you want to say or bring a new topic to the table?
5: Just got to take your mic off, Alan.
0: <laughs> yo, well, hello.
9: Can you hear me? Hi, mate. How you doing? Yes, mate. I'm, I'm never a journalist, mate. I don't know where you got that
3: one from. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that you should have just gone ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's
0: Kieran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have just gone ahead. You should have just gone ahead with it. It's all right. I don't mind being schooled this week. It was kind nah. last week, so yeah, I don't mind being schooled this week. What you got? To, what? What? What do you want to add um, to the current conversation? Well, You've got I mean, a new I'll topic.
9: A little bit there about the Neil Harris thing and, and attacking. I mean, I don't know where we got that one from because we weren't like an attacking team under Neil Harris. It was a four-four-two low block. Let's lump it up to Morrison, and that's we'll what. Yeah, somewhere. but we would y- never yeah, back inside. Under no, but
0: it wasn't. No, but it wasn't as defensive as what it is with Rowie. You understand yeah, what I meant by that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, no, That's no, why I, I said. That's why I and, said and I don't want
9: four a little four two. Bit like, um, but four four two is outdated. It, it's not even a, really a thing. We, even, most teams now, if you see, the way that some of our fans go on is like we're the only team that plays with five at the back. We're not. If you look at most teams <laughs> now everyone plays with five at the back. And quite frankly, that's because centre-halves are not as good as they used to be. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't know how I feel. I've, I've said this before. We look... Our centre-backs actually look more comfortable in a three, but we look better attacking if we go 4 four three uh, four, three, three. You know what I mean? So... Yep, no worries. It's, it's about getting that balance in between, isn't it? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yep, no. I fully understand what you're saying, Alan. Bear with us one second. Ben is another... Uh, new voice. Do you want to add to this topic or you got another topic you want to come in on? You just unmute yourself and speak, Ben.
5: Just just turn your mic on, Ben. Bot left-hand corner if you're on your mobile phone. If you're on your laptop, unfortunately you can't talk.
0: <laughs> All right, we're... We're, we're going... We're, we're go That's Alan. <laughs> Alan. Alan, on, go on,
9: on fella. Yeah, mate. No, as I say, I think, um, I, I think we as well... Um, I prefer us playing a four, three, three, me pers. Um, but I don't mind us if we play with a five at the back but with three in the middle and the two. Because mm. I find, especially when we play that sort of five, two, three, we don't really have that many numbers in the box. You know what I mean? So it we get our whip from our wing backs anyway. Um mm. and then if they play with the other ones out wide and all it don't really give us much. But if we play with that little, like when Jed's played in the little 10 and he picks up little spaces, you know what I mean? And we've played with a phobia and, and uh, Bradshaw up top. We've looked all right. You know, I, th- I think um, the
5: system has reworked for us,
9: isn't it? And in, in the last sort of, yeah. Eight, yeah. 10 I games. mean, if you look at the players that we got, it kind of suits that system as much as we mm. want us to probably go a little bit more attacking. Um, it does suit us it does suit us a little trouble, bit trouble you know? is
5: next season Alan with term yeah. um, Jed being there it looks so confirmed we all believe he ain't going to be in next season yeah I don't think um, so yeah. it's a massive massive pair of boots that needs filling oh, no, just a, bit. Not, not, just a not, bit not just not just because he's a great player yeah. but like you say with a system that's worked for us um, towards the latter part of the season you kind of need that number 10 that, that cam player yeah. that mm-hmm. can do a role there is there anyone in the mill side at the moment you think is going to step up that no role?
8: one no one that could do mm-hmm. that it, can I just uh, ask a wee lot about um, the look? Because Millwall historically don't seem to have done that well in the lane market because fans may take to players that they can identify with. Oh, we've done it and-
0: right, Chris Wood. Yeah. Uh.
8: No, yeah
9: that's Harry, Kane. <laughs> Harry Kane. Yeah, Kane Benny Kane ain't done too sad this year to be No, let's see. or a phobia
0: so, ain't done I too bad, bad. No. yeah I suppose I, 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 I think so I've
9: so. made an impact
5: I think, I, think what, I think what Gabriel was trying to say there is that we probably haven't been as, as adventurous as in you know, attracting key like premiership players the um, yeah, When well, well, you look at, well, maybe, well, you look at the, low, the low market, you know, good teams in the championship will sign Harry Wilson's and people like that and, and Harvey Elliott's from Liverpool who can come in and really make a difference. Whereas we've kind of gone for out of favour championship players that yeah, haven't been quite.
0: Let's, let's be honest. If you go to our training ground and see our training facility and you're a young, up and coming 18, 17, 18, 19 year old player who's you know, being being fostered by a premiership club with state of the art facilities and, you know, twenty-seven football pitches to play on in the training ground, top of the art, fitness equipment, all of that lot, then you suddenly come to Millwall and it's as if you've just taken a step back. I know yeah, we've got we'll new plans. Back three for steps the, back. Yeah. I know we've got new plans for the new one that we'll went to public consultation today and hopefully another month or two and they'll be going in for planning and that will be built over the next couple of years. But you've got to look at it and go, you know, if I was taking my boy and you walked in and saw Porter Cabins in 2022, you'd look at it and go, actually, if another club come along, you'll go, actually, I'll have a bit of that rather than a bit of that, wouldn't you?
8: But but on, on, on the flip side... Mickey, but I'd also add that, like, I, I think it's going to be really difficult to replace the quality of Jed Wallace without going into the loan market. Absolutely, Because yeah. I look at someone like Scott Twine at MK in League One, he could replace Wallace, but he's going to get offers from bigger budgeted championship clubs. So for me, the only mm, way of getting that time. kind of quality in is taking a gamble on the loan market. And as as Mickey's quite rightly pointed out, whether you've got the facilities to attract to these kind of players.
5: No, you're completely right there, Gabriel. And you know, I think when, when we looked at this season without Jed Wallace, and although we haven't done too badly when he's been injured, you can see straight away there's a massive void there, and, and we don't seem to have the the, the kind of the fluency in, in our style of play. I think, um, what was quite evident of that was one of our last home games against Peterborough, I mean, he's come back from injury. He comes on the second half. We were kind of we we were 1-0 up to be fair. We, we did score only in the second half. We did we, we we didn't look like we were in control. We were sort of, you know, it's very much kind of like, you know, very, very, uh, I don't know, not not, not very confident in our style of play. But as soon as he comes on the pitch and he kind of takes the game from the scrap of the, of the neck, and um suddenly we, we just look invincible. We look we look com- completely in control. He gets two assists, we end up winning 3-0, and suddenly you can see how valuable. He is to our Mill side, so I think next season, um, unless Rowett can sort of pull something out the hat and, and bring in a real key player, um, we are going to struggle. Uh, either that, way, he's got to change the system again and try and find out where
6: working plays' has got. I mean, changing formation, I wouldn't mind seeing a four-one-four-two-three-one at Millwall because which is what which is what he did at yeah. was that what he did at, at Birmingham, Gabriel? Yes, right?
8: yeah, it is. Because
6: mm. I don't I don't I don't think Scott Malone is a left wing back. He's more of a left mid if if you know, if you look at what he does in training when you're at a den he, he goes with the attacking players of obvious Jed Wallace and he doesn't do the defensive drills with the other back four. I'd play probably Murray Wallace at left back with Cooper Hutchinson in the in the middle, unless we can get Ballard in and then probably play Ballard instead of Hutchinson. Mm. Um right back play Danny Mack. Two CDMs. Um, look to get Lewis Ferguson, who I've always already said, um, and playing with alongside Mitchell, and then play Savile in a ten with um, Tyler Bury and Mason Bennett on the wings with Bradshaw up front.
5: Mm. I'd definitely like to see um, Joel Saville play hard at the pitch next season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I think, I think that's that's what that's what's been missing in his second stint with bus. Um you saw the when first he thing... against
6: Pompey, it was playing more yeah. up, up, forwards and he got a goal. So Yeah. And, and and he and he does
5: love a goal. The boy, you know, yeah. he 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 loves he loves getting in amongst the goals, doesn't he? He does he does like that. Um, but, you know, I guess that next season is going to be a massive, massive sort of change. You know, we're we going to bring a hell lot of players in. Um, how do we do it? I mean, are, are we looking for sort of cheap buys? Are we looking for our chairman sort of digging a bit deeper into his pockets? Uh, do you think that will ever happen? Do you see Just, that actually happening? It
0: needs Just to be happen. So bear with me one second, gents. Um, Those of you who just recently listened, if you're listening on a laptop, you won't be able to join the conversation. You need to be doing that on a mobile phone. Please remember that if you do want to talk, you're more than welcome to come in. We will see your request um, and we can get you on. Also, don't forget this is being broadcast live and we'll be going out as a podcast later in the week on our channel. So if you don't want to be recorded, then please just carry on listening. But if you're happy to get involved in the conversation or you've got a topic you want to raise, then please do get involved. And a welcome to one of my fellow podcast um, guests, hosts, uh, is Chris has joined. So, yeah, remember, if anyone else wants to come on, just get yourself there and the co-host will pick you
6: up. Um, going back to what we were saying, maybe even uh, going into the foreign market would be, you know, useful for for a team like us. You know, there's definitely some cheap eyes, especially in the, you know European leagues, like the Super League in Denmark, the Scottish Premiership, and uh, the Belgian league. The you know where we looked at players, but definitely worth looking at?
5: Have you seen much of the um, young 23s, Ollie? I mean, I don't know whether you, I know Kai watches a lot of the under 23s for us. Is there any young players there that you feel might be able to break into the first team next season? I mean, I love Lace obviously had, had a couple of goes, a few goes this season, come on as, as, as a substitute. Um, you know, done done reasonably well, obviously still very, very young. But, yes, you know, is youth the way forward? Or, or do you think maybe the, the championship is too high level to actually trust um, youth players at this time?
6: I think, uh, looking at the loan market that we kind of used, um, especially with some of the young players who went to League Two, I think if we could try and get them probably higher up in League Two. I know Sun finished like eighth or something within their first season, um, or something like it was a high. It was a high finish for them at least, and Olafi was their top goal scorer with nine goals, um, drawing with another one of their players. But Olafi has been coming off the bench quite quite a lot, so. Um, so he's the player I would,
5: I would love to sort of see um yeah. you know have have a go next season. I mean you look at what Afobi did for us this season, um mm-hmm. a lot of it was about you know power. I mean you could you could argue had a bit of pace as well, but it's kind of power, um, pace, strength, you know, in in, in the box, caused a bit of a nuisance for himself. And I think you look at um you know I, I think he's a very sort of similar type of player. Obviously a lot lot younger and a little bit more green, but Certainly with, with, yeah. with more games uh, under his belt, you think he could develop into a, into a good player. Um we yeah, I, I sort of see, see him on, on there. Is there anyone else that would like to sort of jump on this? By the way, I see there's quite a few of you um, all listening at the moment. Um, if you want to come on and talk, we've, we've got about another 15 minutes on this or so before we uh, we end this, this live. Um, bear in mind, if you are on laptop, unfortunately you can't come on to talk, but you need to be on your phone um, to request to uh, come on the show uh, and speak, so if you do want to, then please just um, just just you know mention it and uh, request to come on, and uh, Mickey will let you on.
8: Gabriel, you still there? Yeah, yeah, I am. I was just wondering, actually, um, George Alexander's been released now, isn't he? And I remember people saying that George Alexander should have had more of a chance under Gary Rowett. So I suppose just on the point about you know youth players, will, will Rowett get? Um, give these players the opportunities or are you confident that given the look-in that Mitchell's had, that Bury's had and McNamara's that maybe once players get to the 19, 20, 21 type of age that they'll get those chances?
5: It's a very, very good point. I mean, um, I'm not quite sure what um, Gary is doing at the moment. The last I heard, I think he was playing for his dad's side. I mean, is he, is he, he at playing, Bromley? He was, he was at, at Bromley,
6: Bromley, yeah.
5: At, at yeah. Bromley at the moment. So, you yeah, know, that I mean, as talented as he as he was as a youngster, and as well as he did for us in, in the youth the youth team, um, the fact that he's actually playing for Bromley at the moment—no disrespect to Bromley—but that probably shows maybe he, his level and where he is at the moment. He's doing quite well for them, but maybe not not quite good enough to sort of the championship or anywhere near that, that level. I think we've rowed. Sure.
6: Sam Skefferton under Rowett as well, and That's he's up right. Bromley as well. Um, yeah. Alfie Pavey a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. And, He's yeah. he's a coach now at Maidstone, like a play coach at Maidstone, yeah. and they got promoted from the National but, League South. But going
5: back to your your point there, Gabriel, I don't think Rowett um, is an advocate of, of giving youth a chance. Mm. I think he only goes to the youth if he's desperate. You know, if yeah. we've got loads of injuries and, and we need to sort of you know put players on the bench. And I think he will try some youth players, but he he strikes me as somebody who would rather take on have an experienced sort of 31 year old player you know ahead of a, a youngster um or at least start them and then bring the youngster on on the off, off the bench whilst he was a manager at birmingham did you felt he was a, a very sort of similar type of manager how was he with youth players when, when he was a manager at birmingham your team
8: yeah, well, the only player I can really remember getting a proper crack at um, under Rowett is Damari Gray, and Gray had uh, broken into the team I think the year before Rowett was first appointed, um, and right. we could obviously see that he was a prodigious talent. He had sort of electric kind of pace, which kind of offered us something different, a bit of an outlet which we needed at the time. I can't really remember Rowett uh, giving giving youngsters unity at uh, Birmingham
5: yeah that, that that's interesting and i mean you can see you know to great what, what a great talented player you know he, he is and and what he's become you know he's obviously you know progressed done, done very well in the Premiership so maybe you know you could argue that that rally is right in what he's doing yeah you know, maybe he doesn't want to give youth a chance unless they can really prove that they're worthy of a place and good enough to um to sort of come on i think it, over the years i think mean, where mill been successful with youth players, i think it's when we've been in league one. And I think at mm. League One, you could probably you could probably get by with, with some young players. Um, the trouble Those is, unless you've got a fantastic, yeah, unless you've got a fantastic academy and you've got some real yeah you know, insurgence of, of youngsters coming through uh, that can really make a difference in the championships. it's going to be very hard to bleed these youngsters through. You kind of need players that can kind of hit the ground running, don't you? Yeah, and but also
8: wait, wait, wait. I think if I can just uh, just add to that, I'll come in after you, Gab. Yeah, cheers. Um, I think you look at what the Den wants from players. It wants aggression. It wants players that get in your face. It really likes passes that go forward a lot. And I think that the way that a lot of top clubs are recruiting, they're almost trying to copy Barcelona. So it's difficult to sort of. Farnsley um, had this actually last year where they played a real. They got with a really young squad they got top six in the championship and you'd think that off the back of that they'd sell loads of players but because the style although it was an extreme high press they were very direct so generally the higher place clubs in the Premier League didn't really want them and I just wonder that Millwall would have a similar issue as much as the age profile of, of the players um, if the style isn't really there towards sort of developing players to make them saleable for, for bigger clubs now of course you'll have Lions fans you'll say we're not here to produce players for bigger. Clubs were here to produce them for for wall, and, and that's absolutely right. But um I think that probably is an issue that comes into the making saleable assets as well. I mean, going on that,
6: I think um Ballard, if you get him back online, I'd I'd be more than happy to have him for another season um and develop him for, for Arsenal.
3: Um, yeah,
5: I mean, at the moment, there's, there's been no talk or, or room of Ballard coming back. Um, as, as good as Ballard is, you know, is he going to make a difference to our Millwall side? I think when you look at the players we've got, you know, in defence, you've got Hutchinson, you've got Murray Wallace, you've got Cooper, you've got you know, Ryan Leonard who can do a job there and I guess George Evans if you're really desperate. Plus, you know the the youngsters. Is Alex Mitchell going to get a chance to get back in in the side again? Who knows? But Hayden Muller as well. Hayden Muller again, yeah. So I I don't know. Maybe they might want to switch their attention um, to looking at some bigger, more kind of established attacking players. That's going to be the need next season, I think. You know, apart from Bradshaw. we haven't really got an outlet, have we, at the moment? I mean, who, who, who else have we got at the moment? When Whilst all the lone players go back and Jed Wallace,
6: yeah, potentially leaves. Probably to Forrest. Because they are yeah. been Sheffield United in the playoffs right now, 1-0. Um, are they? OK. Yeah. I'm giving to a tub on it. <laughs> well, They're, 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 they're going to be my tip to go
5: up, definitely. Yeah. But no, I, I think attacking players is going to be fundamental yeah in, in, in the summer we've really got to look at you know some some attacking players and um hopefully you know create a new a new team a new attacking lineup that's gonna give us the goals next season that we kind of you know lack probably so much of this season. Um is there anyone else guys that want to sort of jump on before we kind of wrap up the next sort of 10-15 minutes I know anyone's got any views or any sort of thing they want to kind of add to what we've been speaking about um at the moment. Obviously just to remind you again those who just logged on just now if you are on your laptop, you can't actually speak. You can't use your microphone. But if you're on your your phone, it would be your iPhone or your Android. Um, there is a mic button you can request to come on and um, say your bit. So do do try and come on if you uh, if you're able to. Uh, I think I've got Ben and we've got who waiting to come on. So just give us one second, Ben. I'm going to bring you in now. Are you there, Ben? Ben, are you there? And Fab? I'm gonna bring some- Fab, you can
6: now speak. I forever play with
1: bubbles in the air.
0: Cheers, Fab. <laughs> Cheers, Fab. Remove your mic. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Just be warned, uh, those of you. Remember, we can mute you. We can block you. We can kick you out. So, um, either play the game or, um, or be someone from a taxpayer-funded stadium instead. Yeah. And I don't know he why... Do you know what? London, actually, no. do you know what? He's actually raised a good point. I don't know why so many fans think singing We're Forever Blowing Bubbles. Is anything to us? We couldn't give a shit, to be fair. it's, really are, it's, it's not. It's not, an, in,
9: it's
0: not a very
5: intimidating song, is it, to be honest with you? No, and it also, coming <laughs> from the
0: greatest undefeated <laughs> hide-and-seek champions for over 30 years, it's, um, yeah. it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> I can see um, Dan,
5: Dan Marsh is on there at the moment. Dan, do you want to sort of jump on for for a couple of minutes and say a few bits? Be interested to get your thoughts on this, if you're able to... Um, I don't know if, you, if you're on your phone or your Android at the moment, your iPhone, if you can um, come on and say, say a few things for for a minute or two. <laughs> no? <laughs> <laughs> no
9: No one wants to get involved. Go on, go on, what's, what's yeah. your,
8: uh, What do you think I, I, we I need know. next
9: season, player-wise? Yeah, well, just kind of really echoing what you were saying a little bit, Joe. To be honest with you, I think we really need to just concentrate on trying to get some attacking players. Um, mm. We need we need that mobility up top because I mean we're going to lo- lose obviously uh, Burke, a Jed. That's that's a, that's quite big in <laughs> most team in the championship. Massive, isn't squad. it? So, yeah. let alone ours. You know, what to, I mean? be fair, um, to be fair, Bradders get
8: every single season, don't he? You know what I mean? Hmm. I think a fit Tyler Bieri can provide that pace. I've played for Rotherham in yeah pace, season. but not consistency.
9: Yeah, that's fair. He's a young that we see it when he come on, he was quality for two games and then went missing in the next couple. So. Hmm. You know what I mean, and that's going to happen. You have just got to you've got to take that time with him. You know what I mean?
8: Yeah, sure. But that's I think that's where Millwall are at. You've got to you can't have proven players in every position. You've got to ch- take a chance on no nope. on one or no. two. No, but mm. we did at, in, in January. We did get rid of
9: a lot of players to free up a lot of wages for this summer rebuild. You know what I mean? So. Mm. Mm-hmm. letting a lot of players go, they we do need to sign some players and, and the chairman probably does have to stick his hand in his pocket just a little bit more than what he normally does. You know what I mean? So yeah. if we on, actually on that want subject, to do something. You've got...
5: Alan, on that on that yes, subject and, and what Gabriel mentioned about Petibury, I mean, you know, being yeah. a year older, you know, a year maturer, developing, you know, physically as much as he is um yeah. you know technically, do you think maybe this season could be a good season for him? Do you think yeah you know, maybe he could to take a claim for a first team place. and, yeah, and
9: get... I think, uh, Well, I think uh, I see it in a couple of interviews with Rowick at the end of last, like last season. He said, like mm. Tyler's gonna have to step up a little. You know what I mean? So, and going back to the point a little bit where you were saying about where he don't really like giving youth a chance. I mean, Billy Mitchell's played forty odd games this season. McNamara, you, you, you get a sense to that? You got well, Ballard good, good was young, there. although not our player um Ballard was a youngster. Yeah. Was a yeah young,
0: Ballard was probably contracted
9: that he had to play a lot though. Yeah, yeah, but you, he also brought you, him in, it. You know what I mean? Alan, so Alan Go did, on, you not, did you did you not get a sense of almost I, I don't know about you, but
5: I've got a sense of that, you know, Matt Namara and Billy Mitchell almost had to work that a little bit harder to prove their, their their place in the team. It just seemed like, yeah, McNamara was playing really well. He then brings back, like, he puts Marlon Romeo on when Mar- Romeo was there. Then he takes McNamara back in the team. They takes him out again, puts Ryan Leonard there. That's, said you that's clever Mi- management
9: Mi- of a youngster no, mate, to be honest do you with think so? or, yeah, or do you. Yeah, yeah, because Yeah, because you've got to do a little bit of you gotta do a little bit of that. You got to, look, how many youngsters have we thought that were good, that were never really managed right, should have gone out on loan? John Marquis should have gone out on loan. No, but we kept him here, played him fifteen minutes, then on the bench all the time. Mm. he's he's what he's done is let him play, see him burning out a little bit, brought him mm. out, out of the firing line, out of the pressure. And then Danny Mack, what's he played about? Well, other than when he was out injured for a little while, he's played nearly all season, isn't he? You know what I mean? So well,
5: Certainly, certainly he's had, had a chunk of games
9: there. And I think Billy yeah. Mitchell, this I think he's football, really, yeah.
5: really, really come along leaps and bounds, is not he? He's, ah, he's really Billy Mitchell in his place will there. be
9: a quality player for us once he starts yeah. getting them killer balls forward. He's very yeah. neat and tidy, very calm on the ball, which you mm. do need in the championship. I know players fans are a bit like he goes side and backwards but sometimes you need that you need that or what you're going to do like we did under Harris where we just bypass the midfield and just smash it long you know what yeah. I mean so once he gets that and we got to remember he's 20 years old and he's never been out on loan once all he's done is played championship football absolutely
3: he's yeah. learning on the job no you know I, know
9: I,
0: mean? to- I totally agree with you but look we're coming to the end of our hour. We're going to be back next Tuesday and we we'll are doing another Twitter space. Uh, I pro- Primarily, we'll be talking Millwall, but you know what? If we need to talk on other subjects with other teams, other this, that and the other, then, yeah, more than welcome to get involved. I'd like to say many thanks for those who've come on today. Many thanks to Gab um, yeah, no for coming worries, on Ricky. and giving us your time, mate. And hopefully we'll see you again because you always have uh, a good conversation to do. Um, thanks yeah. very much, Kai. Hopefully we'll get you involved a bit more next time, fella.
7: Cheers, mate. Have everyone have a good
0: evening. <laughs> Ollie, thanks again, mate. We will be in touch. You uh, hopefully you'll join us again next week. Alan, thanks again, mate. Again. No problem, you racing cracking no, um, no, points. No Dan Marsh, keep those legs up high, mate, and uh, increase that treadmill a bit more, mate, because um, you've got a bit on the derby you need to get rid of, fella. So uh, keep going. Come on. One, two, one, two, speed up. And um and Joe. Joe, so you've done fantastic well there, mate. Hosting that—it's um, been a pleasure, mate. I'm, I'm uh, obviously enjoyed it, and again, you know,
5: you're only as good as the uh, interaction you get on on these uh, these chats, and, and you guys have been fantastic. So I've really enjoyed that. Thank you very much for coming on.
0: Absolutely, this will be out Saturday morning. Uh, sorry, Sunday morning as a podcast. Um, if you've not already listened to our pod this week, came out this morning. We are doing our post millennium. Um, 11. So we've looked at all players from 2000 onwards and um, we've basically selected R11 uh, through the guys on the podcast. And so far, you've got part one where we've decided the goalkeeper and the defenders and the show coming out Thursday morning, we'll be doing the midfield and the attacks. If you know what your team would be from post 2000 to now, then, you know, drop us a text, uh, drop us a uh a tweet naming yours, uh, pod thread, or, you know, wait till the end and then drop in either an email, DM, whichever way you want to do it. But look, as Joe said, these shows are completely fuck all without you getting involved. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it. And thanks very much for listening to everyone talk bollocks for an hour. And we'll be back next Tuesday, eight o'clock. And, uh, we do the debate hour then again. Many thanks for joining us and speak to all soon. Check us out across social media, that Pod, It's the same account across all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, everywhere else. See you soon. Thanks.
4: Don't waste the summer months staring at a screen trying to figure out who accepts your vision insurance. Pearl Vision
2: works with all major vision plans, including EyeMed. Plus, when you bring in the receipt from your last eye exam, they'll apply up to $150 towards a new pair of glasses. Visit pearlvision.com to find your neighborhood eye care center today. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 1031 2022 Exams available at the Independent Doctors of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision.